Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I could tell you the honest truth. I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like the feeling, I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling, like you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight out of the tree. All we get was a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Cade Moyer, and you are listening to the Believe Paranormal and UFO podcast. If you have had an encounter and would like to share it, please get in touch with me. My email address is believepod at gmail.com. If you enjoy the podcast, be sure to leave us a rating or review wherever you listen and head on over to our website, believepod.com, and consider becoming a member to get bonus episodes and video content. Tonight I'm joined by Rod, and Rod is a returning guest to the podcast. He's a multiple-time caller on our live call-in shows. He's been on an episode with uh, a fantastic set of encounters involving Yowies within the Pilliga, and he has returned to the podcast to tell us about how he's been having a couple of paranormal experiences all the way through his life, uh, and one that was especially touching because he saw the uh, ghost of his brother. So, Rod, welcome to the show, mate. Yeah, thanks, Cade. Uh, always a pleasure, mate. And uh, yeah, it's um, yeah always uh, always nice to um, uh, touch base with you. The, uh, we mostly dive straight in. Um, uh, as, as I said before, I uh, I tend to put things in boxes, and I don't I don't like to join boxes up, you know. And uh, uh, yeah, keep them all separate. Uh, it, it, you know, you, you go throwing paranormal stuff in with the alley and uh, oh, uh, it, it certainly puts a shiver up my spine. I just, <laughs> I'd rather them just be a flesh and blood creature. <laughs> keep, the, uh, keep the paranormal stuff separate. But uh, no doubt, um, you know, people have had experiences where they they do intersect. And uh, uh, I, I must make mention of the uh, uh, trip up uh, to the... Uh, uh, Sunshine Coast Yowie Trackers, and uh, absolutely fantastic night. Uh, great to meet everyone up there, and had a really special night. So um, thanks, guys, and uh, yeah, uh, Karen and Michelle. Uh, I'm sure that it was a big thumbs up from them as well. So uh, yeah, we'll get into it. Okay, 
Um, now this, uh, yeah, this this one that um, it really opened my eyes. I uh, it was the last thing I ever expected, but uh, um, I'll, I'll I'll get into it, and uh, you can see how poignant um, um, my brother coming back and uh, and giving a message was. Um, Karen and I, uh, you know, this was uh, uh, the late 1990s. Um, my two kids, uh, uh, they were in the back backseat of the, uh, the little sedan and uh, uh, both were, uh, yeah, as I said, backseat next to the windows with a gap between the seats uh, or their child seats. Uh, Karen was uh, passenger and I was driving. Okay, so uh, those that know the road, we were heading... Um, uh, between Brisbane and Toowoomba, and we were on the Gatton Bypass. Now, we were on a section of road uh, that had a, uh, a medium strip in between us. And uh, they're just cruising up uh, to, uh, to Toowoomba, and uh, I would put my hand up and say I was slightly over the speed limit, but not by much. You know, I might have been uh, 105, 106, um, and making good time. Anyway, uh, yeah, just cruising along. Uh, traffic was nice and light. And uh, I, uh, yeah, I was just driving. And I and, uh, checked all those checking mirrors. And I looked into the rear vision mirror. And uh, there between the two kids was my brother. Now, my brother had passed away a few years earlier and uh, in a truck accident and yeah my eyes shifted to the mirror and here he was uh, sitting there and uh, well uh, to be honest he didn't look too happy there was sort of no smiles it was just an ashen face uh, recognized him immediately um, uh, looked looked just like a person sitting there so uh, I, ne- I never said anything to Karen and uh I, I glanced a couple of times and uh, I immediately slowed down. Now, in that space of slowing down, I'd probably um, crept back just to under 100. And uh, within probably 15 seconds, a, uh, a semi-trailer on the other side of the road that was transporting these um, eight-foot um, hay bales so the big round ones, it lost one of the uh, hay bales uh, off the back of the truck. And uh, it bounced uh, over the medium strip and uh, in front of uh, my vehicle at windscreen height. Uh, I reckon if I'd, uh, I hadn't got the warning and, and been continuing at that uh, a slightly quicker pace, I would have... Uh, well, we would have worn that uh, hay bale straight through the uh, uh, windscreen, uh, which was um, uh, absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, to watch that hay bale, uh, you know, just sail like a like a huge wheel <laughs> over, you know, through the front of us. It was amazing. Uh, Karen screamed. <laughs> Kids didn't really understand what was happening, but uh, it, it took me. Uh, a little while to actually uh, tell Karen what had happened and uh, and seeing my brother, but um, yes, I, I take it. I, I take that as a warning 
<laughs> from beyond the grave. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, yeah, so um, as I said, uh, he, he didn't look um, overly happy to be <laughs> seated between the two kids. And that um, very was, very was. Uh, uh, being a truckie, you know, it was, it was usually the old uh, blue singlet and stubbies. And, uh, um, yeah, uh, it, it's just one of those things you'll never forget. So, um, yeah, that was the, uh, uh, probably the, the start of my uh, paranormal stuff. Uh, I can't remember too much more in my uh, younger days of ever seeing anything like that. But, uh, yeah, my brother and I were as thick as thieves. And, uh, yeah, it was um, very sad his passing. So, um, as I said, yeah, a warning from the grave, mate. Wow, that is genuinely incredible. And this is the the type of stuff that you you hear about in movies, where you know, like a, a guardian angel has come down to to warn you about this situation. But this is exactly what your brother did. And my gosh, what a what a difference he made in that in that little little split second that he was there well exactly mate exactly as I said it, um, it all happened very quickly the um, yeah it, it, it's interesting um, uh, when I uh, uh, get into some of the happenings at Ambly um, reflections uh, reflections in mirrors and uh, and glass. Uh, there seem to be a commonality as well, you know. I um, I don't know if other people have, uh, you know, sort of uh, caught that, you know, that fast-moving reflection or or something that uh, is in a reflection, but um, you turn around and they're not there, you know. I, I don't know. Yeah, that, that's something that I, I do hear fairly often, and I don't know if that's... And and a lot of people will genuinely speculate that the that mirrors show you know a different dimension or, or or a different point of view from what the what reality shows. And you know, for for all I know, that could be a, a genuine thing. But um, yeah, it's it's one of these things that I do hear fairly often that people see something different in a mirror than what they're seeing with their. I guess their their normal field of view, and I find that really really fascinating. But before we we move on to the stuff with um with Amberly, like what was how did you feel about your brother being there? Because with him kind of passing on in in such a a, a tragic accident, did that really hit home for you? Being in essentially a, a similar situation, him coming back to warn you about that. Um. Not well. It, it it didn't sort of. It wasn't earth shattering, you know. I um um. I, I suppose it comes down to your fundamental beliefs, you know. And uh, uh, you know, if, if you've got Christian beliefs, and uh, you know, and there's an afterlife, and you go to heaven, and there's angels. Um, yeah, it, it, it all ties in. Um, as I said, it wasn't earth shattering. Um, but certainly unexpected. Um, uh, I certainly jinked my neck when I was <laughs> <laughs> in the mirror and uh, went back for a second look. But uh, uh, as I said, yeah, very ashen-faced, um, um, no expression. Um, but uh, 
Uh, obviously, um, he thought that was enough. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. But, um, yeah, I, I, I am just grateful uh, that he did do it, you know. It, um, uh, the outcome, who would have known, you know. I, I don't know what sort of force an eight-foot uh, Rand Hobart would have, you know, at um, uh, 60 mile an hour, you know. It, it, it would have been catastrophic, you know. Oh, it, it, it would have been devastating. Yep, yep, exactly. But, um, yeah, the way I felt... Um, yeah, probably more relief than anything that he can show up, you know. <laughs> and his timing was superb. <laughs> he was uh, <laughs> he was never really punctual, but he was on this uh, at this stage, mate. So yeah, um, yeah, it was um, yeah quite quite extraordinary. It um, it, it certainly opens your eyes up to um, uh, possibilities, mate. That, that's probably the best way to, uh, uh, to put it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I find a lot of people who come on this podcast, it kind of, they have that first encounter with the, I guess, the the veil, so to say. And then from there on out, their life is infinitely different because it doesn't, usually just stop at that one encounter it it kind of just continues with them in in lots of funny different ways and this is this is kind of what happened to you when you were working in Ambly. is that correct yeah exactly mate exactly well uh, as I, as i said when i uh, my basically my first night shift there and uh, uh i met a security officer there and uh, he'd been there a long time and uh, yeah, uh, everyone sort of thought he was a little bit weird, you know. But uh, he basically came straight up to me and he said, uh, "I see dead people," and uh, I was sort of raised the eyebrows. <laughs> but um, no, he was quite adamant, you know. And uh, I don't know, I, you know, he had some sort of uh, connection. But um, uh, yeah, I actually worked with him on and off for maybe two years and um, yeah he uh, you know, maybe just loved walking in the dark you know and uh, but uh, yeah he was uh, he was saying uh, uh, you know he was seeing these apparitions all the time and so uh, whether he was more open to it or not I don't know but um, um, as I said uh, that was my first night there um, it, it's funny when you you know Night shift people are, are different people. I'm certain of it. You know, <laughs> yeah. And it, every everyone has got a story to tell. You know, it's you know whether it's um, military working dog personnel. Um, oh, they they certainly had um, some stories to, to tell as well. But um, um, you know, uh, general security force. Um, yeah, they. It, I think just about everyone's experienced something, you know. It's 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 really really crazy. The um, now I put it down to number one, the base being there for so long. Um, number two, um, the, the the people there, you know, that's their life, and oh, I just think they they find it very very hard to move on, you know, and. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that's what I put it down to, and then um, uh, throw in you know um, 
uh, all the landowners prior to the base being there. It's, um, yeah, it's yeah, very, very, um, very, very interesting place after dark. Um, yeah, this. <laughs> you start talking to people, as I said, they've all got a story. And, uh, well, I, um, I touched base with uh, one of the other guards uh, oh, probably a week ago. And, uh, yeah, she was um, reiterating some uh, stories that had happened to her, you know. And, uh, yeah, I remember that. And, uh, yeah, I remember the circumstances of uh, uh, this area. And, uh, yeah, she'd seen some uh, uh, really strange stuff as well. But, um, yeah, uh, okay, I'll, I'll jump into, um, uh, I'll jump into Amberley first up. Now, my, uh, probably my first, first experience at Amberley, I was, um, team lead one night, and, uh, I might have been, oh, I'd say between one and two in the morning. I do remember it was a little bit cool, so it might have been at this time of year, and, uh, uh, our guards were out and about uh, patrolling their areas. I thought I'd go for a drive. Anyway, so uh, I spotted one of the guards uh, in, a, in a, his patrol area. So I called him up on the, on the phone and uh, I said, Oh, we'll have to catch up and have a yarn. You know? and I said, I'm, I'm just parked outside your area on the main road. So um, I, I pulled up and uh, he probably had maybe 10 more minutes in, in this certain area. Anyway, so I'm sitting there and I um, uh, switched the vehicle off. Now, this is starting to get out of um, sort of main building area, so it's starting to get a little bit less dense with buildings. Uh, sitting there and uh, had the window down and uh, I could hear voices. Anyway, uh, I, I instantly, I, you know, there shouldn't be anyone around at one, one to two in the morning, you know. Anyway, so uh, I'm sitting there, I could hear these voices. I double checked that the uh, uh, ignition was off, I made sure the walkie talkie was off. Um, definitely nothing, um, you know, uh, no source from the vehicle. And sitting there, I could hear these voices. So um, I got out of the vehicle, and um, there's three buildings on the other side of the road. All the car parks are empty, so um, no one there at all. And I'm standing there, and I'm listening to these voices. Now there was two distinct voices, and they were slightly muffled, but you could hear. The general conversation. Uh, now this is where it gets interesting. Um, I'm a ham, ham radio operator. I know what uh, radio chatter is, and uh, uh, and the breaks between um, uh, the conversation. So it was generally it was a do 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 do, and then a reply back, and then anyway. So I was listening to this, and. Uh, I'm starting to get a shiver up my spine. And it, but there was no explanation for it at this stage. And this conversation's going on between these two gentlemen. Anyway, I uh, 
got my torch out and I walked up the road maybe 10 metres and here's a memorial uh, for a uh, uh, an F-111 crash uh, that had occurred uh, involving uh, a pilot and navigator from uh, Amberley. And uh, I, I just stood there in amazement and, and then it, I realised what I was hearing was um, most likely their last conversation between the two of them. Um, as soon as that hit home, and the, and the conversation was still going. Um, when that hit home, I, uh, I, I about faced very quickly. Um, uh, strangely enough, I was, uh, you know, it, it really, really hit home. And, um, yeah, I was, I was quite upset. I jumped in the car, uh, drove down maybe another 200 metres, uh, rung the guy and told him I'd be down the road a little bit further, but, um, oh, yeah, that one, uh, it, it really stuck with me. The, um, uh, you know, when I, when I realised what I was listening to, um, yeah, I, the old eyes started to, uh, you know, well up and, uh, yeah, I was, uh, uh pretty shaken, but, um, uh, it, it was almost like, I shouldn't have been there and I shouldn't have been privy to their, their conversation. So, um, uh, yeah, that's, that's why basically, um, I got out of there very, very quickly. Um, I, I honestly don't believe I should be privy to that. So, um, yeah, that was, um, that was my first, uh, paranormal, uh, encounter on base. Wow. What a, what a first night on the gig. To, to be honest, like you, you wouldn't read about it to be, to be completely transparent about all that because to eavesdrop on someone's final conversation is so haunting to, to hear whatever those last intimate moments would have been. I don't, I don't blame you for, for getting so emotional in that, in that setting, because like you said, it is. It is just truly, truly heartbreaking to to he- hear whatever that was. Oh, exactly, exactly. I mean, um, uh, yeah. Uh, as I said, um, yeah, I was I was tingly that night. That wasn't my first night on base. That that was uh, I'd probably been on the job or on Ambly for probably. Uh, Probably three years, two and a half, three years when that occurred. But, um, yeah, it, mate, the, the word you used, haunting, uh, that's, um, yeah, it takes on many, many meanings. And, uh, um, yeah, that, that, um, I, I don't even know whether you'd call it an encounter. Um, yeah, eavesdropping, um, and probably fits the bill more, you know, it, um, uh, it wasn't an encounter. It was, you know, it was uh, auditory. Um, never sighted anything, but uh, yeah, to hear the conversation. Oh yes, uh, it took quite a while before I uh, even discussed it with anyone um, uh, on base. You know, the uh, uh, patrol officers and, uh, uh, and the other uh, uh, team members. But um, as I said, everyone. Everyone's got a story, 
but um, yeah, so that was that was my first one on base, and uh, uh, yeah, yeah, one I'll never forget, um, Kate. No, no, I don't think you would. <laughs> it's it truly is. It's it's one of those types of encounters that just would would leave its mark on you, and especially with it being your first night on the job. There's there's just so many special elements to that. But if uh, if if your first night started off like that, were you were you kind of asking yourself, "Geez, what what have I got myself into here?" And now a quick word from our sponsor. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Also, are you wanting more content? Why not become a Believe Plus member? You'll get access to exclusive podcasts and episodes that aren't available to the public. Not only that, you'll also get our regular feed without any ads. Head to believepod.com forward slash plus to sign up today for just $5 a month. <laughs> well, the, uh, um, well, you know, in hindsight, um, with um, uh, my first night there in the guards, you saw a lot of stuff, you know, and saw dead people. And <laughs> I, suppose, I suppose if you took him on face value, um, but I, I, yeah, it um, and the amount of um, things that have happened to other people, you know, it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> it's very interesting, you know. And, uh, you know, with our situation where, um, you know, you know single, single patrol officers, um, yeah, we're not um, uh, two up or anything like that. We might meet up occasionally. But, um, yeah, we're, we're patrolling by ourselves, you know, so... <laughs> It's uh, uh, yeah, you, um, you, you, your eyes are wide open, you know. You, uh, you you're, situa- you're situationally aware all the time, uh, which is a good thing, you know. It's, it certainly keeps you on your toes. But um, yeah, when these uh, these uh, things happen out of uh, left field, um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, very very interesting. Um, okay, I'll, I'll get into the next um, uh, next encounter. Now, um, both of these uh, occurred up at the um, uh, up at the mess. So, brand new mess. Um, uh, probably a little bit of history, but um, as I said, they're um, they're not that old. But um, okay, so um, I, I caught up with a, another patrol officer, and uh, uh, we were up at the mess, and uh, used to meet up there and just uh, swap notes, uh, see how each each other's night was going and uh, we propped ourselves up on the uh, uh, on uh, a set of steps there uh, nice wooden steps and uh, there was a little bit of landing and uh, then the uh, uh, the indoor mess area so um, Al and I were uh, yapping away as we usually do and uh, anyway suddenly now, this was around midnight, so I'd say between 12 and uh, 12.30, and we heard someone walk across the wooden floor uh, uh, in, in the indoor area. 
Uh, now there was it, it was a brisk walk. Uh, they weren't uh, combat um, uh, boots. Uh, they were the uh, they, they sound they had the hard sole, uh, like a, a dress shoe. Um, and there was oh probably oh there's more than half a dozen steps. It, it, it sounded like it, it, it walked from one wall uh, towards us. Uh, it, it stopped at the bar. It rattled the bar grill, and with well, we, Al and I only had to cover probably oh maybe six six or seven meters, and we were at the doors. So we were up there in the oh, yeah, less than less than five seconds because um, there should have been no one there. And uh, so we sprung up and uh, we had those doors cracked and looking in within five seconds and there was no one there. <laughs> and Al and I just looked at each other. Um, uh, externally, I uh, I went around, Al went three. Um, there, was no, uh, there was no one there. Uh, so um, we, uh, we put that down to, um, yeah, some some sort of uh, ghost. Uh, I don't know how you explain it, but um, there was definitely definitely something that had uh, crossed that um, uh, that beautiful um, stained wooden floor. And uh, <laughs> I tell you what, uh, uh, we uh, it, well, it certainly gave us something to think about because there was no explanation for it. The absolutely none whatsoever, and uh, they were talking to the other guards. Um, no one had experienced anything like that up up there before, but um, yeah, we certainly had. So um, yeah, that was that was very very interesting. As I said, the uh, uh, the shoe was a, a soft shot, uh, a soft uh, uh, based shoe. It, it was definitely a, a dress. Uh, address you, and um, yeah, it, it just strayed across. And uh, yeah, you, well, once you hear something like that, <laughs> you never forget it. So uh, yeah, another interesting one there at the mess um, cave. There's there's something creepy about the sound of just footsteps going to nowhere. That just kind of makes my skin crawl. Well, when we cracked those doors, I honestly thought there might have been a member in there. But to see no one and to hear no footsteps retreating, like, as I said, the footsteps came up towards us and rattled the bar. If there was someone there, they would have been at the bar. But we heard no one retreat back. So yeah, that was you know, very, very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's there's something about army bases that just seem to get these hanger-ons there, and I yep. I don't know what it is. Mate, I, I honestly believe because because it was their life, they just they don't want to leave. You know, they 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 they're there doing their job still. I don't know, you know whether it comes down to circumstances of their death um, but yeah, they just they don't want to leave. They don't want to leave, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, 
it's it, it is it is rather rather interesting because I've had quite a few people uh, contact me about the Pakapenyal um, army base and like how many encounters people have had there. Really, quite it, it blows my mind. I would I would probably get one or two every month of people saying, "Hey, I just listened to that episode." And I've experienced something in the the same room or somewhere similar. Uh, can you can you kind of reach out to the original person? And it's I I would honestly think that there could be a a, a Facebook group out there for people who have had paranormal experiences on army bases. It it's very it's it's mind boggling how often it happens. Oh, it is incredible. Right? It is it is incredible. Um. Yeah, it, I, I, I'm certain there's, you know, um, military members and, you know, um, you know uh, us contractors, uh, they've had experiences and, and maybe more frightening than uh, mine, but um, they're, they're loath to say anything, you know. But, um, uh, you know, generally, generally, um, I have no dramas talking to any anyone on base about what happened today because you know that um, in most most cases they'll open up and say, "Well, this is what happened to me." Yeah, and, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, and that puts a real kid off your spine, you know. But um, okay, so I'll, I'll get on to the next one. The um, now this also uh, occurred up at the mess. And uh, I was on the other side of the mess. Um, uh, that, the, the footstep one was on the officer's side. And uh, the next one occurred on the uh, sergeant's side. And uh, I, I just started my uh, building check. And I'd, uh, I'd walked up to the main glass doors uh, that went into the eating area and the bar area. So um, I'd walked up to the door. I placed my hand on the door handle. And I've, I've looked into the into the reflection of the door. It's sort of uh, it's hard to describe. Something didn't feel right, um, but it was probably probably something just caught my eye initially. Uh, so I'm standing there and I'm looking at my own reflection, and I start to look up, and I realise I'm, I'm seeing. Um, probably half, half a face and, um, uh, a giggle hat. So, uh, this person or ghost, um, was a big unit. Um, he was directly behind me. Um, he was, he was a very large man. Um, he looked young. Uh, I, I would have said maybe 30 at the most, but a big boy. Uh, he would have probably stood maybe 6'5", uh, 6'6", and um, he, he would have had six inches on my shoulders. Uh, he was uh, in cams. I could see the, uh, the cams on top of his shirt and, and the cam uh, giggle hat. And... Uh, I hadn't heard or, or seen anyone because I basically walked in and, and started and checked. There was no one there uh, until I saw this reflection in the in the uh, glass door. 
Um, well, I, I can honestly say I never missed a beat. I, I sort of, my, my effort, or well, I, uh, the, the train of my eyes went up, saw, saw this person, and immediately my hand came down on the door and I just stepped straight through that door and closed it behind me. And I never looked back. I just kept going, but I know exactly what I saw. Wow. And yeah, I, um, I, I, <laughs> I say I, I never missed to beat, mate. There was no way. There was no way <laughs> I was going to just not keep going. Um, if I, I, I don't, I could feel no ill intent. I, again, it was just one of those things. Uh, again, in a reflection, uh, like a mirror, but this was um, you know, a, a glass door, but it certainly picked up the, re- um, the, the reflection uh, of of this person. And uh, yeah, I, um, I immediately knew what it was, and uh, I just kept going. Yeah. <laughs> As I said, mate, there was no way I was stopping. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I got to the other side and uh, called a quick walk back walk back around to my vehicle and got out of there. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I don't blame you, Rod. If I if I saw a, a ghost, an entity, or you know whatever that was, that big, that imposing, it's uh it's not something you're going to hang around for and and kind of find out why it's there looking at you. Well, mate, that's the, that's the perfect word, imposing. And what I saw was certainly imposing, but. But there was no, to me, there was no real intent, you know. Um, there was no sort of grimace or, you know, wrinkled forehead or anything. I, I, I don't know. But this is, this is uh, I suppose, the difference between paranormal encounters and, and yowie encounters. You can, with yowie, you can sort of gauge, gauge the intent, hopefully. But, uh, yeah, paranormal... Um, whether I, d- I don't know I, uh, whether they just slip in and out of this world I don't know but um, uh, yeah that was uh, again a, a very very creepy encounter so um, yeah that one sort of hangs well look, they all hang they all hang in the uh, in the memory but um, uh, yeah it's, there's, there's a certain sadness involved and that's probably the uh uh, the, the hard part of any uh, paranormal encounter is usually involved death, you know. Yeah, so, um, or, or it's attached to to some form of of tragedy or in or something like that, and that's that's why I think a lot of people have a lot of fear for the paranormal because there's there's a sense of nastiness attached to it before before it even became the paranormal. Hmm. Yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, it, yeah, I, I don't know whether it, uh, involves things that we shouldn't be seeing, you know? Yeah, wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. Or, or they, they just want their presence felt, you know? I don't know. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I don't think anyone will ever like to know. <laughs> 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 yeah, so, uh, uh, yeah. So that, that, that was just two up at the minute. Uh, now I'll get on to uh, 
um, basically the uh, uh, area uh, where the last um, uh, three sort of um, very interesting stuff happened. Um, you can you can make all sorts of um, conjecture on why, but um, uh, yeah, it's um, yeah very very interesting. Um, okay, so now this these, these encounters uh, occurred um, out in the sticks, basically. Um, new, uh, new building, out in the sticks, no history, um, or was there history, you know? Um, this is where I'm saying uh, 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 previous occupiers of the ground and um, maybe disturbance of that area with the new building going in. Uh, I don't know. But um, uh, just a, a, a quick point, with, with the occurrences out here, uh, we, are, we have a very healthy um, wildlife population uh, there on, uh, on Amberley. It's a, um, a fauna and uh, flora sanctuary, and um, yeah, a lot of, lot of wildlife. Now, what I have noticed, <laughs> which, is, which is pretty handy, before you get into the area, uh, if if there's a lack of wildlife, as far as kangaroos, and there's a lot of kangaroos, um, I, what I noticed was um, uh, a total lack of uh, kangaroos and wildlife in the area when something has happened. Um, I, I don't know why, <laughs> um, but I'm, I, I, I use that as a gauge. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> It's it's usually a very quick in and out if there's um, if there's no sign of um, uh, wildlife there. So uh, yeah, I don't know if it's a precursor to um, any activity. But um, yeah, so uh, this area, um, it, um, just a normal uh, a normal patrol of the uh, area and the building. Um, now my patrol vehicle at that stage was a uh, dual cab. Uh, Nissan uh, Navara, uh, four drive, and so I um, jumped out, um, done my checks, uh, got back to the vehicle, jumped in, and uh, I was uh, doing some paperwork, and there was three sharp wraps on the driver's side rear um, rear passenger window, so. Um, the wrapping on the glass was probably within 30 centimetres of my ear and uh, it was just it was just like someone wanted to get in the back door anyway my eyes instantly went to the uh, rear vision mirror the driver's rear vision mirror there was no one there um, you know a split second I, I was looking down the side of the vehicle uh, I jumped out. Um, um, any any person in that area I would have seen because of, of, of the open ground, um, uh, vehicle headlights, vehicles parking. There was no one there uh, except um, uh, someone trying to um, uh, gain my attention. And I can tell you, they certainly did that. The um, I got back in the vehicle. Um, pretty shaken because I knew I'd experienced something you know, rather extraordinary again and uh, and got out of there um, now I uh, uh, I don't 
I, I don't um, mess around when I'm in that area now. Um, there's no way I'll, I'll sit there and uh, do any paperwork. It's just in, job done, out and gone. You know. The um, so um, yeah, that was that was my experience there. Now, um, now one of the squadrons had a a new garden installed, and in that garden they. Um, they placed a uh, uh, a tree uh, from from on base. It was a fallen tree, uh, very old, and uh, the Aboriginals had carved a um, uh, a basket uh, out of bark, and, and it left a scar on this tree. And so they moved it up, and they they placed it in their garden. So I don't know. I, I just yeah, you try and try and give explanations to things and uh, I could be dead wrong but you know moving moving that that um, well uh, you could almost call it sacred I suppose um, it was certainly utilized by the uh, Aboriginals in the area moving it um, out, out of its out of its place and and uh, uh, up to a squadron I don't know whether that Brought something into play. Um, I, I don't know, but um, uh, yeah. So that was that was my experience. And as I said, I, I don't hang around there. Uh, you know, no longer than, than needed. You know, uh, I haven't managed to talk to any of the uh, boys up there. Um, whether they've got stories to tell, uh, I'm not sure. But um, now, with um, with our patrols, we rotate through our areas. And uh, uh, again, my uh, mate Al, uh, he uh, he gets a shot at that area as well. Now, uh, Al's a man's man, you know. Nothing phases him. Uh, he, he's the sort of bloke you want on your side. Anyway, uh, I, I was patrolling an area, maybe maybe two or three minutes away uh, from this um, building, and uh, Al was. Um, uh, doing the checks there. Anyway, uh, again, early morning. And I got a phone call from Al. And he, he said, uh, uh, I'm, I'm up at this building. And I said, mate, I'll be there ASAP. So I, I was up there within two or three minutes. And Al was standing there with a, a quizzical look on his face. And, um, uh, yeah, just just confused and I said, uh, I said mate uh, what's happening and he said uh, I know you've had stuff happen here and uh, he said uh, explain this and I said well explain what and he said walking around the building I could hear someone walking on the other side now the other side of the building on the west side they use um, pebbles in the garden and uh, yeah, <laughs> he actually did two laps <laughs> and listening and listening to someone or something walking um, uh, on the other side of the building you know uh, moving with um, it might be uh, it's, it's not that wide you know you, you can and in that early morning there's no noise and as I said there was no animals either um, that was the first thing I noticed when I was driving up to him I thought, oh, yeah, his, his chances are he's experienced something, you know. But, yeah, he was quite adamant he could hear someone 
on the other side of the building and just keeping keeping that other side of the building or the building between it and and him, you know. So um, as I said, it's, um, uh, he, he sort of gave me that knowing look. Yeah. Rod, I believe I believe you now. <laughs> so, well, yeah, that was interesting. Okay, so that was that was Al's first experience there, and it was probably within maybe within three or four months. Uh, same scenario. Um, uh, again, I'm I'm two or three minutes away, uh, which is always handy. And um, yeah, Al was again patrolling this building. Anyway, I get the phone call, and I said, "Mate, I'll be there. I'll be there very, very quickly." And I uh, arrived, park in the car park, and Al was standing there, and uh, he's he's usually got a few words to say, but he was very, very quiet. Not. And I said, "Mate, what happened?" And he said, "Well, I haven't touched anything." Anyway, uh, I stepped back and I uh, and I looked. And I understood exactly what he was talking about. And I said, well, explain to me what happened. He said, well, uh, started to do the lap of the building. And he said, uh, as I got to the car park, uh, I could hear this beeping noise, and, which was strange because, you know, the, the only thing that makes beeping noises is the vehicle. And as he came around the corner and he's hearing this beeping noise, he... he turns the corner, he's basically looking directly at his patrol vehicle and all four doors are open and uh, yep, yep and yeah he uh, he, he basically said uh, he hadn't moved all he did was reach for the phone and call me and uh, he was pretty loath to go anywhere near the vehicle until someone else was there but um, yeah something had popped all four doors, and they're all all open. So, um, I wonder if he's having run-ins with Yowies. Uh, no, no, Al's always got a smile when I mention Yowie. No, are you meaning a general? Uh, you know, Al's out in the bush sort of thing, or Al's on base and these things are. Well, when he's when he's out in this in this new location, like when he's out in the sticks, it I don't know. It, it, this is it seems like rather rather odd behavior, like almost like a little bit mischievous. Well, uh, mate, I, honestly, I, I I would never put it down to the alley because uh, mainly we've got a a, a ten foot high security fence. <laughs> mate, uh, they'd be uh, they'd be doing very well to get home. <laughs> And uh, there, there's enough cameras on base, mate. So, uh, um, no, I, I, I put this strictly down to paranormal, you know. But, uh, yeah, it's... When, when I stood back and, and realised and, and looked, I went, oh, well, you know, this is, this is, this is really insane, you know. Again, uh, Al, Al took the same route as me, you know, in, out, get the job done and gone, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, as I said, it's, um, yeah, uh, a, a very, very interesting place to work. Uh, everyone's got a story. 
and uh, oh, real, realistically, um, you, you, night, night shift, you, you're gonna, at some stage, you're going to experience something, you know? The, um, it, again, it's, it's whether your, your mind's open to it. You know, you, you can, you can put down various explanations, but, uh, realistically, what I, what I've um, gone through tonight with you, the, to me, <laughs> there's only one explanation, you know? But, um, you know, uh, naysayers, uh, well, they, you know, they can say what they want, but, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's what's happened to all my accounts of the, uh, coming up on 14 years of anybody, you know? It, um, it definitely sounds like a, a super, super active place. And with it being an army base, uh, I'm really not surprised by that. And, you know, I, it, I love the fact that you've come forward and, and you've shared these encounters. And not only that, like you've also expressed heavily the amount of encounters that you're I guess your workmates have had and I really hope with you coming on the podcast it it gets more security guards coming forward because I think there's a lot of untold encounters that happen that these these people just feel like maybe they're alone or I don't know there's a fear of ridicule but I mean, anyone who listens to this podcast knows that's not the case. But yeah, with with people like yourself coming forward with so much history at working at at one place, it, it really adds a lot of credence to to all the encounters that you've been been sharing with us. Well, man, I, I think it's a case of um, yeah, something happens, yeah, you put it in a box, <laughs> and. Uh, uh, chuck it down to experience, you know, because um, you, you just never know wh- when the next one's going to occur, you know. Like, uh, I, I made mention of uh, catching up with a, um, one of our female guards uh, uh, on my last rotation. And, uh, yeah, she brought back um, stuff that uh, uh, that, I, that I saw happen, but I, I never... I was far enough away, probably, that <laughs> it didn't worry me too much, and it wasn't in my area, you know. But um, I, I remember nights there. We we had an oldish building, and um, it, it was near flight line, and it was notorious, absolutely notorious. The cleaners would go into this building and ask ask the occupants after hours. Um, if it was all right, if they went in and uh, and did the cleaning, that that's how that's how rich the history was of this building. But uh, I remember now this same building. I remember being on the other side of the base, and um, you could see the lights, and, and you'd be on the other side. You'd glance over because you're always checking for lights and strobes and uh, audible alarms, and you'd look and you'd look at this building. You know, probably two kilometres away and the upstairs lights had turned on at, at three o'clock in the morning and you know you know there's no one in there and yeah it was that was quite a regular occurrence for, for these lights just to turn on by themselves but um, uh, be, but uh, because I uh, I didn't experience too much down there as I said uh, I did see the lights come on uh, you know um, and they shouldn't have but um, speaking to a lot of the guards they, they certainly had experiences there 
but they're really up, unnerved them and um, you know, they, they call for backup and all the rest of it with um, uh, people being seen where they shouldn't be seen. Um, yeah, get the guys in and uh, uh, and there is no one there, you know. Um, and, and descriptions, um, old-style uniforms, you know, the big um, handlebar moustaches twirled at the end, you know, and... Uh, old leather briefcases and uh, uh, yeah that was that was the general descriptions of um, uh, people being seen in this area but um, yeah thankfully I, I, I never saw any of that but um, you, you, you're made well aware by the other guards that they've certainly seen things down there you know so uh, yeah as I said a very very interesting place to work absolutely so, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, and mate, uh, certainly will keep you informed. Oh, mate, please, <laughs> please informed, do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's um, it, it's been a while since um, I've experienced anything, um, you know, uh, paranormal. But um, yeah, I think I've had my fair share, you know, but. Uh, uh, as I said, I'm, I'm I'm pretty quick to move on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't hang around today, but uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a very interesting and, and just just to talk to people. As I said, everyone everyone who does the nights, um, they've all experienced something. I'm, I'm certain of it, you know. And uh, everyone's willing to just sit down and have a good yarn, you know. And, uh, and and tell me what they've seen and uh, yeah some of the stuff holy do we <laughs> yeah there's um, old ghost dogs and oh, all sorts of things ghost handlers and uh, yeah yeah crazy crazy stuff so um mate that's uh, that's my tales <laughs> tales from Amberley so um, yeah it, it's been an absolute pleasure to um, uh, uh, tell you and the uh, uh, listeners about um, uh, my job and, uh, and what I've encountered over the years. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Believe Paranormal and UFO podcast. If you have had an encounter and you would like to share it, please get in touch with me. My email address is believepod at gmail.com. Finally, don't forget to follow us on all our social media outlets and be sure to join our Discord server to talk to other listeners of the show. You'll find all these links in our show notes. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.